So it is often the case in my life uh, that when Mike and I are going somewhere, uh, we get into discussions about random things. If you know me, that does not surprise you at all. But it is also often the case that as we're driving down the road, we'll get into a debate about some of these random things, uh, like who was in this movie or what color was that thing? And instead of just wondering about the answer or debating back and forth and saying, no, I'm right, no, you're right, no, wait, no, I'm right, no, you're wrong, whoever is not driving simply pulls out their phone and Googles it. Hold on, I'll prove to you that I'm right. Now, we have frequently wondered aloud about this and joked about how anyone ever solved any arguments ever before Google. Before we could find out on the fly, in the moment, who is right and who is wrong. We banter back and forth about it, and we joke a lot about it. But beneath this friendly bantering that we have about it, uh, about what this is, is, is there's a reality that we live in a world today where uncertainty is not an option, right? We have no option to simply not know something or not be able to explain it fully because we have resources at our disposal in our world today. We have vast knowledge literally at our fingertips. And in many, many ways, it has become quite culturally unacceptable to speak about something that we don't have full and complete knowledge of or that we don't have all of the answers for, that we can't justify or prove with scores of evidence and facts. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Now, before you get me wrong, I don't think that this is the fault of the technology that we have. I don't think that this is the fault of the technology that we have, that we live in a culture where we have to know the answers. I think that instead the technology is answering a deep need within us. It feeds a deep human desire to know, to have answers, to have certainty and certitude in our lives. Now, maybe it's that we're trying to have some control over the chaos of our lives and our chaotic world. Maybe it's a function of trying to make sense of all the things around us that just don't make sense. Whatever it is that drives us, we need to know. We need to explain everything around us. We want to be the one who has the all the answers, who has the knowledge and the explanations because we need to know and so we try so hard to know everything that we can about everything that we possibly can. We try to justify and prove what we believe in to what we believe to be the truth because we have to know with certainty we need to know. It's echoed in the story that we will read next week of Thomas and his need to touch the holes in Jesus' hands and the wound in his side. But sisters and brothers, I think that this in many ways is what is so refreshing about Mark's version 
of the story of the resurrection, which we read this morning. Because in his telling of the story, he doesn't explain. He doesn't justify. He doesn't give proof or facts. This isn't the version where the women see the linen wrappings on the stone tablet or the stone table in the tomb. This isn't the version where Mary sees Jesus in the garden and she knows for sure. This isn't the version of the resurrection story where we have any proof or any facts. All we know is that this is a story of these three women who go to the tomb to anoint his body and find it open and empty. Mark then shares the words of the young man in dazzling clothes, whom we know to be an angel, who simply tells the women that he is gone and that he will meet them in Galilee. He simply shares the story. He presents it as it is, and he allows us to live within the uncertainty of that story. Where is Jesus? Where has he gone? What has happened? What do we know? And in doing so, he allows for that wonderful, amazing story of Christ's resurrection to speak for itself. And sisters and brothers, the amazing thing is that with a story that is this powerful and this wonderful, the truth is that we cannot explain it. We cannot explain how a man was dead, truly dead, so dead that they had even put a spear in his side to make sure that he was good and dead. How a man who had been wrapped in linen cloth and put in a tomb was gone. There is no explanation other than God has done an amazing and miraculous thing. And so we can't have evidence. We can't have proof. We cannot be Thomas putting our hands in his, the holes in his hands and, and in the wound in his side. We can't have proof. We can't have answers. We can't have verifiable facts. It just is. And the amazing and wonderful thing about being able to rest in that uncertainty and the lack of verifiable evidence is that it allows us to rest in the beauty and in the wonder of it all. Because it allows us to know and to be comfortable with the idea that we don't always have to have all the answers. We don't have to prove what we believe. Because we can trust in the power of the one who does have those answers. It allows us to know that we don't know everything. We can't know everything. Google cannot find us everything. But we can trust and lean on the one who does. And it allows us to sit down and be quiet for once. And allow God to speak about all that God has done, not only in this story, but in our own lives. And it allows us to simply let God have the final say. Let God have the final say about so many things that God really does have the final say and the final word about things that we can't fully know, things that we can't fully understand. We can let God have the final say. And so in this story, we can come to know and trust 
that God has the final say over things like sin. We can take comfort and hope in the knowledge that when it comes to our lives, there is nothing that we can do. Let me repeat that. There is nothing that we can do that can separate us from the love of God. And there is nothing that we can do to earn God's forgiveness for our sins because Christ's sacrifice once and for all covered all of us. And so there is nothing that we can do that can separate us from the love of God. In the story, we can come to know and trust that God has the final say over death. And we can take comfort and hope in the knowledge that in God, the end of this life is not the end. This, sisters and brothers, is an important part of the resurrection story. That in God, the end of this life is not the end, for Christ has conquered death forever and when this life is over we shall be reunited with God Christ and all those who have gone before us into the glory of heaven in his presence and in this story we can come to know and to trust that God has the final say over love the love that we know in our lives and the love that we share with others and we can take comfort and hope in the knowledge that God's love goes with us. It is in us, in and through everything. God's love covers us and strengthens us, that God's love comforts us and surrounds us, that God's love is in us each and every day. We cannot explain it, we cannot show it, we cannot prove it, but we can know And take comfort and hope in that knowledge. Sisters and brothers. Sisters and brothers, this day and every day, let us let this story, the story of Christ's triumph over death, the story of the empty tomb that the women found early that Sunday morning, let us let it stand as we stand in wonder of the amazing, wonderful thing that God has done. Let us stand in wonder of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let us trust in all that God is teaching us and showing us and helping us to trust in through the witness of that angel in the empty tomb. And more than anything else, sisters and brothers, in our lives and in the world, let us let God have the final say. Let us let God have the final say in our lives as we trust in him to lead us and take us through all things. Let us let God have the final say as we trust and take comfort in the hope and the joy and the peace and the love that we are given. Friends, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, this morning as we come to you, we come to you as your children who are seeking to know. Lord, we want to know. We want to have the answers. We want to know. Help us to rest and trust in the truth that even when we cannot understand, even when we cannot know, that you, you do. And you will guide us and keep us in everything. 
Help us to turn our lives over to you and to trust that there is nothing that we can do that can separate us from you. So help us to trust and turn to you, leaning on your forgiveness and your love. Help us to take with us the hope that you will wipe away from every face, every tear, and that you shall create a world where we will experience death no more. And until that day, help us to trust that we will be with you and your children in your kingdom. Help us to trust in your love. Help us to turn to your love, knowing that it goes with us, in us, and through everything. And help us, O Lord, to share that love with others. Help us to not withhold your love from a single person, but instead share your love with all of your children, even those whom seem who seem most unlovable, help us, Lord, to love them, to share that unboundless, that boundless love, unlimited and full of grace. Help us, O Lord, to live into you and let you have the final say. Help us to not help us to not fear, but instead go out with love, hope, joy, and peace. This and every day. Amen.